This is the CU 2.0 podcast with your host, Robert McGarvey. Big new ideas about credit unions. Big new ideas about credit unions. CU 2.0 podcast. Ask Pablo De Filippi, an executive with Inclusive, that's the trade group for CDFI credit unions, why they did a deal with QCash, the fintech burst, to facilitate making small dollar loans quickly to credit union members without reference to credit scores, and his answer boils down to this. It's the CDFI mission. Members have financial needs. Many turn to very high-interest alternatives, such as payday loans. For many of them, QCash is the better option, the far better option. QCash also is automated. Process happens online. It's fast, really fast. Decisions are made within 60 seconds. A member has a life event, a blown car water pump. Maybe it's an urgent need for dental work. Perhaps it's that eviction if the landlord doesn't get a chunk of cash. When before a credit union might have had to turn that member away, now QCash gives the member an option. It's a perfect fit with Inclusive. You may remember you heard DeFilippi on this show before. You're right. There's a link to his 2020 episode in the show notes. And there's also a link in the show notes to a 2022 show with Seth Brickman, CEO of QCash. Brickman talks at length about QCash, its history, its future, etc., etc. It's all there. Listen up. My question for you with QCash is not the question you're expecting. I hope. <laughs> no worries. It's uh, why did this take so long to come together? I mean, the first time I heard about QCash, I said, man, they got to do a deal with Inclusive. Got to. We have a process and QCash was one of the options that exist in the marketplace. You know, so we just um, need to do our due diligence. And then I think that QCash was also kind of ramping up their strategy to go national. So it took longer than I wish it had taken. But I think that this, this is the right time to do this. Well, I... Seth Brickman, the current CEO of QCash, mm-hmm. is much more aggressive in marketing than the, the company had been before Seth. It's, exactly. Uh, and, and he has real national ambitions. So and but you know, I mean, he national ambitions are important for this business because as you know, payday loans are small dollar loans. So the only way that you can do them in a sustainable ways at scale, right? So to do that, you got to go national. You have to recruit credit unions. We have to develop this network of institutions, you know? So it's going to take a little bit longer before the industry can say we have a turnkey response to this uh, epidemic, right? Uh, Because we haven't been able to say that yet. You know, we have... Credit unions responding to this locally, but the response, you know, varies by region. You know, it, you know, credit unions have different requirements for participation. We call these loans differently, and and we're dealing with with an industry that has established a niche in the marketplace that is really really strong, right? So the only way that we can really compete is by developing you know, a model that is consistent that that people can relate to across different markets. 
And that's really where the synergies between QCash and Inclusive come together because many of our members are, you know, serving these markets. Um, so we're now giving them this technology, um, well, not giving them, but promoting a technology that could enable them to kind of do this, you know, at scale. And in the long run, you know, we're hoping that it will become more of like the foundation for some 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 type of marketing campaign that we can do regionally or even nationally if we have enough trade unions on the platform. Now, the QCash press release says that part of this deal is that they're going to make it easier for inclusive members to get live in, in QCash. It's already pretty easy to, to get live in QCash, as I understand it. Yeah, I think that the the point is just making sure that, you know, Canadians can afford the technology. Um, there's... You know, um, larger Canadians have more leverage with their core processing companies. Uh, QCash already has integration with a number of, you know, core providers, but not with everyone, you know. So there is always, you know, an implementation cost that can make it expensive for small Canadians to participate. So part of this um, partnership is, you know, getting a price point for smaller institutions that they can um, afford. And most small credit unions don't have employees with significant technical skills. And that's just just reality. It's Um, reality, but also most small credit unions do small dollar loans, right? So, So for them, this is a way to make their lending more efficient, but they already operate in this market. You know, so I think that there is, you know, here the, the 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 vision is to help them expand their lending, you know, to make it more efficient, uh, to make it more customer friendly, member friendly, uh, than if they had to do it, you know, the way that they do it now. And in many cases, that's still kind of a manual, you know, process. Right. And what QCash can do is automate the whole thing and give you a decision in they say 60 seconds which exactly. is pl- plenty fast enough if you tell me well um today's what uh today's friday if you say i'll get back to you on tuesday about that that loan <laughs> it's not going to do me much good in many cases no i need the money today so exactly i mean if you look at uh, i was looking at um a report from the PO institute uh, and they were saying that 60, let me see, like 60% of uh, payday loan borrowers, you know, are repeat borrowers, you know, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, yeah, so they need the money not for an emergency, but as, you know, kind of their financial system, right? Uh, so they need that money and they need it quick, you know, so waiting a day, it's totally not workable for them. Yeah, I, I talked a few years ago with a guy who owned a pawn shop and he told me half of his customers approximately were regulars. Yep. And they would always pawn the same thing. They'd have a watch that he'd give them like 200 bucks for and they'd come back, get it out of pawn when they got had a little more money in their pocket. And within three months, they'd come back and pawn it again. It was just a regular thing. And I can't 
I really don't criticize these people because they're solving a social need. And what I wish, and I know you wish it even more than me, is that there was a better way to solve that social need. And QCash is one of those better ways, lower interest rates. But if you need 200 bucks for an emergency and you know Chase is going to kick you out the door, they're going to call security. (laughs) Yeah. And the pawn shop guy says, hey, give me that watch. I'll give you 200 bucks. You'll say, uh, let me think about that. That sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> that's right. And and that's exactly the point that payday lenders make whenever, you know, there's a threat to ban their practices. You know, they go, well, look, we are full, fulfilling, fulfilling a, um, you know, a gap. We're closing a gap in the marketplace. There's nobody else who wants to do this work. You know, we charge what we charge is our business model. And that's where we are like, well, cleaners can do this, but not every cleaning out there is equipped to do it or wants to do it. Uh, so we don't really have like um, a response where we can say, no, 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 cleaners are in this marketplace. They're doing this work and they're doing it, you know, in a way that is that is accessible and efficient. Um, so QCash, you know, this technology can actually revolutionize uh, our advocacy as well, because it's not just the business, right? I mean, yeah, you can make the argument that, yeah, I mean, this is a market where you can charge a lot more than what you charge to your regular members. But that is not the point. The point is that we want to, you know, position cranians as the financial institution of choice for consumers in communities across the country. And if we're leaving behind so many people, 12 million people actually are payday lender users, 12 million, that's a huge number. It's almost a whole country, you know, that is, um, you know, um, customers of this industry. So we can pursue that market we can do it in a way that benefits the consumer, helps our bottom line, but at the same time gives you know people the tools they need to kind of you know break away from this you know cycle. You know, nobody can pay a loan that, that you know where the interest rate is over five hundred percent. You wow. know, there's mathematically it's impossible. Now. I assume there was debate within inclusive because QCash does charge higher interest rates than you and I would get if we went to our local credit union for for a loan. And they do that because they do have some significant defaults, things like that. So I'm not saying the rates are out of line at all. I, I think the rates are probably justifiable. But if I'm a credit union guy and you come up to me and say, you know, this QCash loan might cost 30%. I'd say, what? I'm a credit union guy. I can't do a 30% loan. So the um, QCash model operates within the current um, caps that credit unions have. 20% for payday loans. You know, NCOA has um, established that framework and it's been in place for a long time for small dollar loans. You know, you can go up to 28%. Uh, the QCash model, you know, it's an all in, um, within those guidelines. So yes, um, it is more expensive than 
a traditional loan for sure, but it's within the guidelines that NCOA has established. And again, the idea here is that we're trying to move people away from cost costlier options. And once you bring them in, the plan is to make sure that they have access to other products and services that will reduce the need for like emergency loans, right? Um, so maybe in the short term, it is a higher um, cost option for compared to member rates. But in the long run, the whole idea is that people will be transitioning over to more uh, traditional, you know, longer term products that tend to be, you know, lower interest rates. And and I'd also say that 28% may sound high, but it's a heck of a lot lower than the other options on the table for this individual. You know, the payday loan rate is going to be twice that probably. More than uh, twice. I mean, the average is 500%, right? So, so, you know, so yes, 28% sounds high, but let's look at, let's, let's look at Joe's options here. 28% here, 500% there. I mean, which is the better choice? Exactly. uh, so yeah, I mean, the first time I heard the QCash interest rates, I, I was like, oh, oh, this sounds so on credit union. And then the more I thought about it, I said, well, what other choices do you have? This is this is the smarter choice. And you know what? Uh, look, I mean, right now the positioning of QCash is, you know, payday loans. But if you think about this, you know, it can be, it's in, the, in essence, a small dollar loan. And that's been, or that was the bread and butter for Canadians for a very long time. I think that many Canadians have moved away from, you know, very small dollar loans because you can make money using your traditional underwriting um, systems, right? So we can think about QCatch, you know, beyond addressing the payday lending problem, but in terms of giving credit unions, you know, a come back into a market for, say, small appliances. You know, if you think about, you know, the cost of an AC, an air conditioning, you know, unit, it's around $500. You know, a lot of people actually go to stores and get store credit that is a lot more expensive. So this is just the beginning of something that could be a lot more transformational for credit unions and their members because it's going to make some of these products sustainable again. And, uh, you know, it's not a common story, but it is a a story you hear sometimes. Seth Brickman told me a story about some woman who went to an emergency vet service and they quoted her like 700 bucks. She didn't have that on a credit card and uh, didn't have the money saw QCash pop up on her credit union thing. And so what the heck's this? And the vet wasn't going to do anything unless he was paid in advance. That's right. So she got the, and she got the QCash money, boom, done. And the vet proceeded. And apparently the dog lived. But the, the thing is, that's not, it's not happening to you or me every day, but it happens to some people every day. And, and it it's a wonderful to a solution. Lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah could, yeah, could be your kid knocks all his front teeth out, and you want to get some sort of replacement, or maybe you knock your front teeth out. It's uh, 
Yeah, uh, if you think about, you know, car uh, breakdowns, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons people go to a payday lending sure. you know, outlet. Their car broke down, you blew a tire, need to replace it, don't have the money, you know, and you need the car, you know, for a low-income person. For a lot of people, actually, the car is not just a luxury. It's your means to go to work, your means to take your kids to school, right? So um, so it becomes a critical part of your life. So that car breaks down. You have to find a way to fix it. Otherwise, you are out of job. You, you know, it disrupts your entire life. And again, you know, having access to, um, you know, timely, transparent, and, and easy process you know to access alone for those situations gives credit unions a huge power you know you become again that institution where that you turn to when you have a problem and that's that's the fundamental credit union mission that is it that's i mean right. i don't know why i'm yelling at you about that because you know it better <laughs> than i do some credit union people forget it they think their job is to compete with chase and i said no it's to compete with the customer get the customers and help the customers chase doesn't want it's yeah and, and look i mean you know we don't have to turn people away when i managed my credit union many years ago you know we had people who were a lot higher income than our traditional member and they were there because they wanted to support the institution. There's, you know, this, you know, higher um, desire uh, that you want your financial institution to do the right thing, right? And and that's a huge advantage that we have as credit unions. We're locally owned. We have no choice but to make sure that our communities and members do better because our very existence. Depends on that, right? A bank is different, you know. They, there's a problem in a in a community. They just shut down the the branch, and they can continue to operate someplace else. But for many Ukrainians, we are our destiny is tied to the destiny of our communities, right? So you can, you know, close your eyes and pretend that something is not happening. We have to respond. Now, last question of the four hundred and fifty. Uh, community development credit unions how many do you hope and i'm not asking you to give me an official and inclusive prediction i want to i want to hear pablo's prediction how many do you hope adopt qcash within a year or two so we have now almost 500 members robert uh we have been growing a lot the inclusive network is in this you know moment there's different factors that have Feel that growth, financial inclusion is definitely something that is more top of mind for many credit unions. You know, the diversity, equity, and inclusion conversation we've been having in the industry is also something that is driving some of this interest. Community development, the CDFI fund, is also being another driver of, you know, kind of leaders to pay attention to something that we have been doing for a long time. So there's this, you know, kind of being at the right time, you know, uh, at the right time, you know, at the right location, I guess. Um, so to answer your question, I would like to see all of our members, you know, provide a solution or this solution specifically. And the reason, and I would like to see 
many Canadians adopting it. And, and the reason here is that, again, we're dealing, we're competing with an industry that is, you know, long established, that dominates the marketplace, that in many ways have conditioned customers to think in those terms, you know, so if we are going to be a credible option, we have to be able to provide this, you know, product across the country, you know, across communities and market it, you know, in a way that is um, consistent across markets, you know, even price-wise. I think that that's the only way that we are going to be able to make a difference and to start kind of taking people from the grabs of, you know, payday lenders. Um, it's, it's almost, it's almost a duty for us to do that. And the, and I say that because many of our members are actually in those cycles, you know, they use payday lenders and, and they should be using credit unions. So it's not just the members, it's the employees too, in many cases. And the employees too. That's a yes. dirty secret in the yes. credit union business. Definitely. I mean, you know, it's, in, you know, it, it's funny how sometimes you, you're talking about serving low income people and people don't make the connection about your own employees being, you know, low income. And a lot of, you know, our frontline people are, you know, fall below that 80%, you know, threshold. Um, and they are going to be using, and, and sometimes, look, even if the credit union is flexible in the lending, oftentimes, you know, um, employees are discouraged from using, from getting loans from their own credit union because you have issues about, you know, reporting to NCUA. I mean, there's, you know, so there's, a little bit of some friction there that, uh, that some some employees are also embarrassed. They don't want their coworkers. That is true. To know. Absolutely. And I, I don't I don't blame them at all. You yeah. don't want your coworkers to know that you're within thirty seconds of being evicted and living in your car. You That's know, you, right. Yeah, I, I I have great sympathy for the employee in that condition. And and you know what, Robert, I think that that's the other you know huge um, benefit of the QCash approach is that it's almost anonymous, right? You you know are submitting you know your request through your phone. You're not talking to anybody. There's no judgment. There's no guilt, right? Uh, there's no shame. So it gives you know members that space where they can actually do that. Uh, and and I think that that's going to be huge for credit unions when they start to realize that members that would have not traditionally come to them are now using our services because they they feel like they can do this you know uh, away from a face to face interaction that oftentimes you know means you know shame or judgment. Before we go, think hard about how you can help support this podcast so we can do more interviews with more thoughtful leaders in the credit union world. What we're trying to figure out here in these podcasts is what's next for credit unions. What can they do to really, really, really make a difference in the financial scene? Can't all be mega banks, can it? It's my hope it won't all be mega banks. It'll always be a place for credit unions. That's what we're discussing here. So figure out how you can help. Get in touch with me. This is RJ McGarvey at gmail.com. Robert McGarvey, again, that's RJ McGarvey at gmail.com. 
get in touch. We'll figure out a way that you can help. We need your support. We want your support. We thank you for your support. The CU 2.0 Podcast.